0: Go on, the Brainswain! Makes the catch! Ball is high, it is far, it is gone to win the game! The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time.
1: Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds podcast on WFUV Sports. The Nosebleeds podcast, WFUV Sports. You just heard it. My name is Sam Davis with Thomas Quigley and Mike Calamari. The World Series has just concluded. Cannot believe the 2021 baseball season is over. Cannot believe the Atlanta Braves are the World Series champions. That's all this show is going to be about, obviously, before we get into the offseason, but... That's all today is about the World Series and the Atlanta Braves. So, Quiggs, I'm going to start with you here. What are your thoughts when you see that final out and the Braves are the World Series champions?
0: Well, I mean, the first thought is how are they here and how are they doing this? <laughs> uh, I mean, they it took them 111 games just to get over the 500 mark this year. They were in the terrible NL East that, you know, for most of it, the Mets were leading it uh, with basically a 500 record uh, until the Braves, you know, had a great trade deadline. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but they were a completely different team. After that, uh, they played 600 ball just to get into the playoffs, and they never really slowed down. So, you know, for this team, um, they're kind of the underdog the entire time, but they never really looked like it.
1: I've been dealing with some some serious stomach issues the last couple of days. Not to get too personal with our listeners here, but I had to come here because I had to make the Nosebleeds World Series episode. There's just no way around it. So I'm, I'm pumped to be with you guys. Mike, how about you? What were your thoughts on that big 7 nothing victory in Game 6 for the Braves and even the series as a whole as you see the Braves win it all?
2: It's kind of shocking because I think everyone saw the Braves as that team that made it to the playoffs as a product of the division and really did not have the players to make it any further. And you know maybe people thought they kind of got lucky with that first-round matchup against the Brewers, a team that really struggled hitting throughout the year, a team that pitching... Was that great? But you know they looked even better in the NLCS and in the World Series. It was just when a team gets hot at the right time, they can win. At, they can win the World Series, and if they have the division that they can get in, then they can do damage if they make it to the postseason. If they are hot in the months of August, September, and in October, and that's what the Braves were, and they showed that winning the World Series. And I think it's also a lesson to all those teams out there to you know if the division's right for you to win it, don't give up at the deadline. And they have Acuna go down, but they still. Did the thing so you make themselves a competitor in the playoffs and it paid off
1: yeah so that's where I want to start right here because I think that well, there's, there's a bunch of storylines with this victory obviously and there's you can look at it from another number of different perspectives but looking at the trade deadline and Alex Anthopoulos the, the the GM for the Braves not being satisfied not thinking okay we're just gonna punt on this season you know Acuna gets gets hurt Soroka gets hurt Ozuna's out for other reasons Heading to that, you know, that was all right around the all-star break, right around the halfway point of the season. They very well could have folded over and said, okay, we're we're, we're not going to get it this year. We're not going to go after it. We had that 3-1 lead last season. We let it slip away. This team just isn't as good. There's no point in really adding. Anthopoulos trusted in his team. He trusted in in Snitker. He trusted in the entire roster. Got better with, okay, Jock Peterson. Then you get Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, Jorge Soler. Your outfield is completely different. You still have a really solid infield and a decent pitching staff to build around. But that, for me, is just incredible. I think that shows, you know, like you said, Mike, the absolute importance of the trade deadline and how that can really change your team. We saw with the Yankees how they got a lot better at the trade deadline. They started to pick things up. Obviously, it didn't work out for them. So a lot has to kind of come together for this all to work. And it's more than just those four players for, for the Atlanta Braves, for sure. But that's a huge difference, and I think that completely turned around the season. And that made this season go from totally punting on the year, thinking, okay, Acuna's gone, there's no chance for them. And then they get into the playoffs, and every step of the way, no one thought they would win. No one thought they would get to the next round. I mean, you go first, you look at the, you know, you start in the divisional series, nobody thought they would beat the Brewers. Then you go to the championship series, no one thought they'd beat the Dodgers. And even in the World Series, most people pick the Astros. They think, you know, they're the more talented team, that'll win out. But the Braves did it. They found a way. And it's not just those four guys, like I said. I think Max Freed deserves a huge shout-out for a big-time pitching performance in Game 6. Absolutely huge with a banged-up pitching staff. He deserves a lot of credit. Ian Anderson deserves a ton of credit for this series as well and the playoffs as a whole. But I'm just so unbelie- I'm, I'm unbelievably happy for the Braves and for their fans, to be honest, for not giving up on the season and really going after it.
0: Yeah, the trade deadline obviously had a huge impact on this playoffs because the three of the four teams that were left you saw I mean obviously the Braves won and won it uh but the team they beat the Dodgers they were a super team heading into the trade deadline and they left an all-star literal all-star team adding Scherzer, Trey Turner I mean and and the Red Sox as well you know with their picks I mean obviously people were getting them a lot of crap for uh not going out and getting a big name reliever or starting pitcher but they did get You know, Kyle Schwerber, who, uh, you know, was a huge part of their playoff run. Uh, But for this Braves team, obviously you lose guys like your franchise face in Ronald Acuna Jr., a good player but a terrible human being in Marcel Ozuna, and, of course, your opening day starter in Mike Soroka. And they really just didn't flinch. They went out and and they got Jock Peterson, they got Eddie Rosario, and they got Jorge Soler, and they all were huge in that World Series – um, but even the guys that were that you know have just been with the Braves for a long time, Freddie Freeman, awesome. it's fantastic to see Amazing him story. get his ring, yeah. especially with the whole contract thing. Everything's up in the air, um, but like Joe Buck said on the broadcast last night, mm-hmm. potentially his last at bat with the Braves is a home run in a clinching World Series game um, in a team that he spent his entire career for. Uh, and of course, you also had Dan B- Dansby Swanson was a huge uh, contributor yep. to this team as well from Georgia as well. Yes, he's Old-town an Atlanta guy. boy. Yep. He was uh, one years old, I think, when they uh, when the Braves won in '95. <laughs> so now to see him do it uh, at the age of 27, uh, it's it's a really special year for the Braves, and it's it's such a contrast to what the 1990s teams were because they were basically a few wins away each year from just becoming one of the greatest dynasties in sports. They They lost four World Series in the 90s, 91 to the Twins, 92 to the Blue Jays, 96 to the Yankees, and again in 99 to the Yankees. And that lone World Series title in 95 was all they really had to show for it. Um, But that was a dynastic team. This team just came out of nowhere. And they surprised everyone. And they were just ridiculously hot in the postseason. And that's really all it takes. If you can get to the postseason and you can just go on an insane streak like these Braves did... I mean, that's really just what it takes to win a championship, and and they showed that to us.
2: And I think it's just amazing to see what the Braves did. I mean, their opening day outfield was completely different. You have Acuna Ozuna there. I mean, by November 2nd, it's Rosario duvall Peterson. Just a complete overhaul of the team, and it really got them to the World Series and got them able to win it. But I think you also got to look at kind of the breakdown of the Astros. They really didn't have any starting pitching. Uh, Alvarez and Bregman really struggled in that World Series. A lot of things went right for the Braves, and you know, I was talking about it my friends over the you know, course of the week in the World Series. There was really that, not that guy to get the World Series MVP before Soler gets the three home runs and the home run in the Game 6. They didn't really have someone that was really dominating for them. I mean, Freddie Freeman was doing Freddie Freeman things, but usually there's always that one guy who's a clear-cut candidate for the World Series MVP. And I think it shows the team effort of the Braves, but it also shows the other side of things that, you know, they kind of got lucky with some of the matchups they had. And, you know, the teams they played did not show up at times. I don't know. I, I I mean I think I it's close. I
1: can't sit. I'm uh, Mike. I can't sit here and let you say, the Atlanta Braves got lucky.
2: I'm not saying lucky, but when the, if
1: anything, they were the, the epitome of unlucky. I think Charlie the, Morton goes down in Game One. That's your ace. I I, mean, I, I know I'm
2: looking I, it at terms of the Astros who had 184 runners. In no, no, I, I I
1: understand that. Like I I do. I totally agree. I think if you look at the Astros, obviously they went in without McCullers, and that's that's a big loss. Like that needs to be highlighted. But yeah, when you don't have you know. You know, uh, Alvarez is a perfect example. I mean, he was unbelievable against the Red Sox, and then he comes into the to the World Series, and you're expecting him to continue to light the world on fire, and he doesn't. Uh, and then you have Alex Bregman as well kind of struggle. That lineup just kind of fell apart. That lineup didn't really go anywhere. So I understand that, that perspective because the Astros certainly kind of fell apart a little bit there. And then you could say, I mean, the Dodgers, there were some questionable managerial decisions. Obviously, they weren't as healthy as they normally would have been. But I can't take anything away from the Atlanta Braves.
2: Yeah, I agree that the Braves did a phenomenal job of building that team. I'm looking in perspective. The Astros did not play their best baseball in the World No, definitely not. You know, leaving runners on base was a continued theme throughout the entire World Series. And that final game, they strike out ten times. They walked zero times. They did not do their job at the plate. Five of their six hits came at the top four in the lineup. And I think that's just what shows that although Houston was a very good hitting lineup, you know, in their wins in the World Series, they scored nine runs and seven runs, but in those close games, they didn't do enough to stay in them. They were shut out two times in the World Series. I think that, you know, if Houston played a better brand of baseball, we'd be talking about a different World Series champion. I think that's easy to say, but I was not overwhelmed by the Braves. I don't think they had amazing starting pitching until Freed in that last game. I think that, you know, their bullpen was great throughout the postseason, but they didn't show to me. I think there were better teams out there, and I think we all agree with that. But I think that, I mean, Houston was the better team heading into this World Series. They just didn't play the better baseball.
1: I, I- think you could say, sorry, Quigs. Uh, I'll, I'll let you take this as well in a second. I, I think you could say there are better teams going into the playoffs. Yeah, because we none of us thought the Braves would be here. None of us thought the Braves would win the World Series. So obviously we thought there would be better teams. But there are no team I mean, we mentioned there's no there were no teams that were hotter than the Braves in terms of this postseason looking at it as a whole. And I think their pitching was pretty darn good overall, considering, you know, being without Charlie Morton since game one, you know, really just relying on two younger starters and Max Reed and Ian Anderson, who I think really stepped up. And I know Freed had a couple rough, I think, back-to-back bad starts, but then yeah, he, he stepped w- he up. he was not great in he the was terrible. season before that he game. had He had a bad start against the Dodgers, and then he had a bad start in the World Series against the Astros. I don't remember what game exactly. Two. Game two. But then he had, that uh, obviously, a big start in game six. Huge start in game six. So overall, and then the bullpen for the Braves was very good as well. The bullpen overall was was pretty solid. So for me, um, you know, you can say what you want about, yeah, the Astros didn't didn't really have the series you expected out of them. I don't think the Dodgers did either. I don't even think maybe the Brewers did either, if you really want to go back that far. But, I mean, there's no denying that the Braves were the hottest team and then maybe not the best team, but the team that really proved to everyone that, you know, they're they can get hot at the right time. They have the talent. They did have enough in order to win the World Series. So, for me, I just can't. You know, you can say like the Astros certainly did not uh, underachieve for sure, but I I don't want to take anything away from the Atlanta Braves.
0: Listen, I I'll, I'll play devil's advocate on Mike's side here, um because the Braves what they were fortunate um for is that they got teams who had just played pretty grueling series. So like in the NL- NLCS, they got the Dodgers who are obviously 106 wins, ridiculous roster that they even bolstered at the, at the trade deadline. Um, but they had just come off a very grueling five-game series with their most hated rival, the San Francisco Giants, who won 107 games somehow this year. Mm. So obviously that was a drainer, and you saw that the, the the Dodgers didn't really respond well to it, and they lost the first two games of that series uh, and really just never had a chance, even though they forced it back to Atlanta eventually for a game six. Uh, and then in the World Series, the Astros were down 2-1 to the Red Sox, and Throughout most of game four, which I was at, it looked like they were going to go down 3-1, and they just had a a lot of resilience, which was a common theme for this Astros team this year up until the end. Um, So they were kind of gassed as well. I mean, they had to win two games at Fenway, then they go home and they clinch, Uh, but you know, it it was probably a a lot more of a sweat against the Red Sox, where the Braves were kind of just, you know, they kept winning against the Dodgers and... It was kind of like they were playing with house money at that point. It's not like, all right, we got to win these games. We're the best team in the league. Um, But eventually they were. And I don't think that you can necessarily say that the Astros are the better team even even going into that series because it's all about playoffs when it comes down to it. And they both got there. And one team showed up and the other team kind of got just dominated by the Braves pitching when it mattered. Obviously, they got to them in Game 2 and in Game 5. But it was the Braves pitchers that were shutting down the Astros. It wasn't necessarily the Astros just not showing up at the plate. They just couldn't because Max Freed was dominant in Game 6 because they just had a phenomenal performance from... Charlie Morton, who broke his leg in game one yeah. and kept pitching.
1: Which and is... then Max Fried gets stepped on in game six. Exactly. And continues going. I mean, it looked like he broke. In the slow-mo, it probably looked worse the than Mo it was. Slow-mo looked I guess. a lot worse. Oh, my goodness. That looked awful. Yeah. I thought he was. Oh, I, I saw that. I'm like, oh, God. It's going to be the same exact thing. Like, he's out for the game. Like, uh-oh, we're going to have to be another bullpen game.
0: So who's the runner there? Do you remember? I want to say it's Altuve. Altuve? He, it was really, yeah, it was like a shopper hit. Yeah. He was, he's wearing plastic or, or like yeah. rubber cleats, not rubber metal. cleats, yeah. So if he's wearing metal cleats, yeah. who knows? Yeah, we could be right. doing this podcast tomorrow talking about the Astros <laughs> winning game seven. <laughs> I
2: definitely yeah. want to say it was Altuve. It was first and second, and then I want to say Correa got out when he could have. No, that that, the,
1: no, no. I think Altuve was already on base. I could be wrong. We would I, have to I, check it. I don't remember. Regardless, that, the cleats that, were rubber. Well, and also that was a huge point in this game if we're looking at this exactly. game in particular. Because Max Fried, since that was when he really settled in. And that's where you thought, okay, this is the same old Max Fried as, the, as we've seen the last two starts. A couple, you know, early, lots of traffic for, for Houston in that first inning. And on the other side of things, Garcia looked pretty good early. I know he didn't finish off very well, but he looked good to start the game. So you're thinking, okay, here we go. And that's something I wanted to highlight. You know, we're talking about the, you know, kind of the Braves' legitimacy here. The Braves were up 3 to 1 in back to back series against the Dodgers and against the Astros. So for me, that shows that not only... It's not like they were coming from behind and and scrapping and clawing and finding a way to beat these teams. They were beating these teams. They were getting out into commanding leads, and then you hear the whole narrative, oh, it's it's Houston sports. They're going to fall apart. People thought they would against the Dodgers, me included. I I thought it was very possible that you could have forced a Game 7. This series, same exact thing. You know, when Houston goes out and wins Game 5, I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. You know, up 3-1. Who knows what's going to happen. But I mean, they really don't not only did they win, but they dominated. They showed domination at times, especially in game 6 here. So for me, that makes me just incredibly more impressed with the Braves. Um, and, and also, you know, not to be too, you know, not to bring my emotions into this conversation, but to me there's something really special about and you talked about it earlier Quig, seeing Freddie Freeman react the way he did to his home run. Seeing some Braves fans that have waited, you know, for you know maybe their whole lives or maybe a number of years to see their team win it all, you know, you can say what you want. I mean, Atlanta fans have been through a lot. Uh, Atlanta sports fans certainly have. To see their team finally, you know, get over the hump and win that World Series for the first time in a number of years, that to me made this really special. It made it special for the players as well. It made it special for Snicker, the manager as well. So I, I think seeing Freddie Freeman and his emotion. You know, Dansby Swanson as well, being from Georgia, you could tell it meant a a ton to him to be there. And then you have, you know, big time, the massive home run by Soler. That ball's crushed. I don't think it ever landed. Still hasn't. So for me, that makes me add a little bit of emotion to this side of this game and how important it was for Braves and for the Braves fans, for the Braves organization as a whole, because this win to them, Just I think it meant the world to, to everyone involved.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was just going to jump in. I think you can't forget Hank Aaron in there. Oh, of course. You know, win for him. Yes. Uh, I think that was really. You know, I think inspiring. the Braves. The
1: Braves owner mentioned that. You know, right after and, and Snitker that being was... there
2: for so long in that yes. organization. Yeah. You know, I I'd love to see a guy who's been with that, uh, been with an organization, finally get the managerial job. And it's even better that it shows that you don't need to get you know the flashy, you know, whatever might look good as your new manager. I think that's just a lots of teams that some guy sometimes the person who's in house is the best fit and that's what it was for the Braves, and it paid off.
0: How about Ron Washington getting mm. that first round? Oh, and,
2: and and all those times in Texas. I mean, You're you right. forget that he was so close. He was at a game six and, you know, all game that. Game seven. And, and, yeah, he had two chances, and, I mean, and he wins, obviously. He was third base coach, but he still was a key p- part of that team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no,
0: it's great great for Ron Washington, great for Snicker, and great for, you know, the, the memory of Hank Aaron. Uh, obviously, they didn't get to host the— the All-Star game this year for, you know, the reasons that the MLB, you know, they took a stance and, and uh but the Braves fans, you know, they they got, you know, that that sense of closure I think with this World Series. Um and, you know, if they if they can't host that All-Star game, at least they get to uh, you know, honor the memory of an all-time great uh in Hank Aaron with, you know, a, a world championship in at Atlanta, which he he won a World Series in uh, in Milwaukee but was never able to do with the, the Atlanta Braves.
1: The one thing I will say and the one person I feel bad for on the other side of things, I think you guys are gonna know what I'm gonna I'm, say, yeah. is of course Dusty Baker. That for me is the only you know, and they cut to him right after I think it was the Solaire home run. They he cut was, to yeah. him immediately after. He's like hands in the air. He's like, you know, you know I'm sure there's some expletives mixed in there as well. <laughs> Not very pleased. That is the one guy for me I feel a little bad for because of the amount of times he's been there and not really been able to get over the hump, I'm sure today is an incredibly difficult day for Dusty Baker, waking up and thinking, okay, another year where I almost get there and just, just can't can't finish the job.
2: I think it's even tougher knowing that, I mean, this was an Astros team that was really close. I look back at Game 4, really, as the turning point. I mean, the Astros left 11 runners on base, and you have Dylan Lee start that game for the Braves, a yeah. guy who really had not start a game all season four the Braves and he comes in and he can't get out of the first inning and then they have to go to Kyle Wright who pitches very very well for the team but nevertheless you get Crayon with bases loaded he gets a chopper ground ball to third that scores a run but a base hit a double maybe even a home run really opens up that game and that was a story for this Astros team they did not execute in that game four they had eight runners in scoring position they never brought him in and you know at the back end of that bullpen game back-to-back homers by Swanson and Solaire that was really the game Houston had to win they could have tied up the series then in Game 4, and then they go into Game 5 with a chance to take the lead in the series. Totally different um, World Series if the Astros win that one. And I think that's where, you know, I'm not going to say it's bad managerium by Dusty Baker, but it's just the execution of the players. You know, that's the thing the Astros used to do so well is hit for average to run a scoring position. They do not did that. They didn't do that in this World Series.
1: Yeah, so before, before we get out of here... You know, I want to take the time. You know, we'll have future episodes of Nosebleeds to look into the off season, So we're recognizing that that'll be something we'll talk about down the road. Carlos Correa, who knows where he'll, he might end up in pinstripes. Who knows? We'll talk about it all as, as any of that happens going forward. But I want to take the time to look back on the playoffs as a whole here. And I, I just, the one thing for me, and I don't want the conversation to be too much about this because I think the games were <laughs> awesome. I think overall the playoffs were really fun. Um, and I think they're great for the game of baseball. I can say on the other side it's a little bit of a rebuttal to that is that they're way too long. I mean, these games are four, four and a half hours long. They're ending at 12.30, 1 a.m. Certainly doesn't help growing the game in my eyes. So with both of those sides you know, out there, Quigs, I'll start with you. What were your kind of impressions of the playoffs as a whole? What are your takeaways heading into the off season?
0: Well, I'll say the playoffs were very exciting. They were. 100%. Yeah. Uh, you had those two, the back-to-back walk-offs I mean, obviously, with the
1: obviously, you and I as Red Sox fans are going to say they're right. incredibly exciting with how far they got. But wild even card. even outside of no, that. No, I
0: mean, objectively speaking, yes. you have you had two different teams that won back-to-back walk-off games. So yeah. there's no better way to do that. Yep. You had the wild-card game. Uh, you had Red Sox-Yankees' wild-card game. Obviously, it wasn't a close game, but it was still a, a, an electric atmosphere. And then you had the other wild card game, which did end on a walk off homer. Yeah. Um. And you had a bunch of great series. There was never really there wasn't a single sweep.
2: Um. I believe right. No sweeps. I don't think so. I, think, there was no, a sweep. I think even the, the even the Brewers won one
1: game. Exactly. Yeah. Atlanta. There was no sweep. Yeah. That was the closest series. Yeah.
0: yeah. So every series was, you know,
1: well fought. Yeah. Um. Giants Dodgers series was incredible. Exactly. You incredible. had two different rivalries. It was,
0: it was a really good. It's playoff, hard to pick a
1: highlight of the playoffs, right? In my opinion, but yeah. I think
0: it's easy to pick the lowlights, and I think it's the fact that it was such long games Yeah. that they start at yeah. eight o'clock and the fact that we have a lot of I mean we have a ton of pitching cages which is how the games evolved but we I think it was the lowest rate of starters going past five innings there's ever
1: been in a world Th- that's
2: series. one thing I want to touch on and I, and I talked about game four I mean you pull Zach Greinke after four innings you know Three, uh, Even then,
1: Max Fried last night, you pull him at six, six innings at 70, with 70 pitches. 76 pitches, And he, I had, think. he had nothing. Uh, since the first inning, the Astros had nothing on him.
2: I understand the direction the game is going in, but it's still a theme that you know starting pitchers win you games. Mm-hmm. And, and I think in the postseason, that's very evident. You look back at the Nationals when they won their World Series, you know, and the Dodgers when they won. You know, starting pitching was huge for them. So I, I think, I understand that you want to, you know, in high leverage uh, innings, you want guys who are fresh out of the pen. I understand that. But as a fan, you know, the starting pitching playoff matchup, like, was made you excited to watch the game. I can yeah. only imagine if we got, you know, a DeGrom Cole in the World Series. I know that's, you know, we might not get the Yankees or Mets ever in the World Series for a long time, but just having a pitching my, like matchup like that is something we never, we can see homers all we want, but as a fan, I would love to see that. Again, more emphasis on the starting pitching going deep into games. I, I, I think a good question is when is the next time we'll see a complete game in the World Series. I really oh don't my. think – I think that yeah. could be you know, 20, 30 years if we, if we ever see that. If again. there
1: wasn't one this year, then there, you know, there might not be one for a while until I mean, Grinky had
2: 54 pitches through four innings. I, you're telling me he can't go 5-6, and then uh, in the next four innings he have a three-earned run. So yeah. I understand he's not been great this year. hasn't been good in the playoffs, but – Offensively, he's been Terrific. <laughs> they, I mean, they pinched Marwin Gonzalez for him. I think arguably that's the worst move over letting Grinky hit. He's 2-3 in the World it? Series.
1: Didn't Marwin Gonzalez, no, he, or was yeah, that no. a different he game? He flied out to left. Okay. Right. There was a different game where different his base was loaded. Yeah, and he, he didn't had a the hit he had a big yes, hit. Yes, so he, like he got series. busted
2: on a base. But that yeah. game, when Grinky got pitched it, okay, it did it. not work yeah. out. And, then, and the other thing is these bullpen guys are gassed. I mean, they're pitching every night. Yeah. You're going to your best guys every night, essentially. I know that you had the travel day, but... I mean, what a starter pitching could do. If you can go seven innings with a starting at two innings with the bullpen, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see more out of that as a fan. Just watch someone play, uh, pitch shutout baseball, in a, like a complete game. That would be amazing for the World Series. I know the pitcher has to you know pitch well for that to happen, but the managers don't give the trust to the pitchers now. I mean, they're, yeah. they're yanking them after six innings, no walks, no hits.
1: Yeah, so you know, I, I think I can speak for all of us in saying that you know we all love the game of baseball and and we all like to watch it. And I think even if—maybe not over four hours, but at the rate that they are in terms of four-hour games, we're still watching these games because it's playoff baseball, and that's what we want to see, and that's what we're here to talk about, obviously. But we also would love—and I think we—I think I can say we confidently— we would love to have some new fans into this game, some new life into this game, to get more people interested in, like you said, Mike, those pitching matchups or that dominant game. I'm not sure what needs to happen this offseason for that to happen— you know, maybe the universal DH, and then if you, and then if you, uh, you know, once you pull your starter, the DH is lost. That's that's a rule that I like. I like. That that's a rule that could help get guys and get starters later into games in general. Maybe that helps. You know, maybe doing whatever you can to improve pace of play. I'm not sure exactly what you can do. I think the, the commercial breaks in between innings are the biggest thing that that makes games long. That's just for me personally. But they're not going to do anything about that because that's about money. So, I'm not sure you know what exactly they can do to improve this thing, but things and changes need to be made because the the product on the field is there. The players and the the games that we saw this postseason, it's there. Those are incredible moments, incredible games. Baseball just needs to change the way that that game gets across to its fans, change the way, you know, maybe even you know, marketing their players, which is something that has been talked about a lot as well. So there's some changes that need to be made, but on the flip side of things, I think what's most important and, and you know, at least the biggest takeaway right now before we get into the off season is how awesome this playoffs was, how awesome this World Series was for the Atlanta Braves. Quiggs, you got your you're you're pointing your finger at me before how, I wrap up. Here.
0: How awesome this entire season was compared to last season because we had a full yeah. season, we Great had point. fans in the ballpark and that made such a difference. Great point. That just I mean, that made this season Really terrific. I mean, I, it's crazy. It feels like it's been an eternity this season. Based just solely just because I'm, I don't know, I guess I got used to the last season where it was, like, fake and only, like, 60 games. It was just, like, stupid. But this was a very exciting, long season, and it was just great because we had fans coming back, especially in the spring, and and the World Series is insane. I, the, I mean, say what you want about the Astros. Their fans are loud, and, and they are. are big, big fans. Yeah. So... That made it viewing experience just exponentially better,
2: and it's just exciting. I mean, I I when I scroll through social media and you get the different angles of the fans erupting on like a homer and hit. Yeah, I, think, I miss that so much. Oh, I forget yeah. how sick those used to be. What it's like when the entire stadium's on its feet yep. after a homer. So that really made this World Series definitely special because we came off that COVID year, and you know there weren't really home games for either team with the World Series being in Texas, and now you know the Braves winning in. Um, winning for atlanta they don't win in atlanta they win in houston which is another thing team um, teams are not winning really in their ballparks they're winning on the road you think about the nationals in houston dodgers in texas red
0: Sox, the last team that won at home i knew there
2: was a number in there i could not remember it but that's really shocking i I would love to see that in a future world series but it's still exciting to see the braves win games in atlanta and the fans and all those fans back at the park while they are playing in houston it's also great celebrating
1: yeah so that's, that's going to that's gonna be a wrap on the 2021 season. And this episode of Nosebleeds, I think uh, the Atlanta Braves are the World Series champions here in 2021. We will have plenty of off-season talk, like I said, going forward with the podcast. But as for this edition, my name is Sam Davis with Thomas Quigley and Mike Calamari. Enjoy Nosebleeds, a production of WFUV Sports.